Welcome to Missionize with the Missions Guys, a podcast of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, offering biblical and practical insight and strategies designed to equip and encourage missions leaders to carry on mission work. The goal is to fulfill the Great Commission from a church's local community to the ends of the earth. That is why we missionize. Now here are your hosts, the Missions Guys, Sam Roberts and Clint Ritchie. Good morning. And welcome to Missionize with the Mission Guys. I'm Sam Roberts. I'm joined with my co-host, Clint Ritchie. Uh, first first episode of this, this podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we talked about the most important question uh, that we can ask as pastors as we're developing a, a mission strategy, and, and that's not the why or the what or the how, that's, that's the why. The, the why of missions. Now, if, if you were present for that, and if you're tuning in again, hey, we're, we're grateful and thankful that, that you're joining us again. I, I, I know as a pastor, Clint, uh, especially in our role now as, uh, with the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, uh, we're always grateful for that opportunity that we get to go and preach in the church. Man, I'm overjoyed when they invite me back. You know, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, so so it, it's good to be back. I hope that uh, you, you've enjoyed the first episode. Now, if if you didn't catch that one, and uh, if this is your first time with us, hey, welcome aboard. Uh, grab that cup of coffee, uh, and, and let's talk some uh, today about another subject uh, that we think is really really important. Now, uh, Clint, here, here's, here's how we're going to set this up. Um, we, we've each uh, pastored several churches, and, and so that involved a move into a new community. Uh, when you move into a new community, brand new, you don't know this, this place, you don't know these people, uh, in your mind, who do you need to know first? Who, who are those first people that you're going to get to know when you move into a new community. Before we jump into again another community, I think I can I think we cannot overstate the value of getting to know your church as well. Oh yeah. So yeah, you're getting exactly. to know your people, but while you're doing that, you're also getting to know these key people in the community. Uh, I think that begins with a school superintendent. If you have mm. a school there, that you know that superintendent, maybe even a principal or two, uh, your mayor. Uh, you know, any elected official that uh, you can begin to develop a relationship with, uh, police chief, because uh, you, I mean, but selfishly, I, I knew I was probably going to meet <laughs> one of his officers and might need to have that relationship for another always, reason. Always a good relationship to develop. Exactly. Uh, game warden, state trooper, any of those. Yeah, but, yeah I was uh, having that conversation with somebody just, well, we were having that conversation just the other day, uh, and we, we brought up... Uh, Hey, here, here's another person that that game warden. You you, you need to know that game warden. Yeah. That's right. Go ahead, Clint. No, Sorry. I mean, and I think it can be even be people who aren't elected officials, but just as you get to know your church and your community, you find out are unofficial leaders. Uh, this could be the, the guy that runs the gas station. Yeah. Uh, the you know the local uh, grill there in town, uh, mm -hmm. the burger joint, and it can be the place where the, the guys gather for coffee in the morning, uh, just to get to know those key people. 
because they're going to know that community very well and they're going to be able to explore with you ministry needs and if you really want to get to know your community ride with a police officer there you go show you uh, yeah. places where they get the most calls and uh, you'll have a perceptive that most people in the church will never know about your community yeah oh that th- those are good things hey just just a side note here um i i remember several years ago i, I was pastoring first stuttgart uh clint was down in yazoo city at first baptist yazoo city uh <laughs> we were going to florida on 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 a mission trip uh had a partnership there with with the church in florida so we were on our way um I, I think it was for her, pretty sure. But but anyway, uh, we we stopped at a at a restaurant there, uh, and uh, individual who in that restaurant came around was talking to us. knew we were a large group. saw the church van, um, and, and I said, "Yeah, uh, you you guys know Clint Ritchie," and uh, and he says, "Yeah, Clint's in here all the time." Uh, so yeah, he's practicing what he's preaching, guys. Uh, that that he's finding the most important people in the community uh, to know. And sometimes it's those folks who own those businesses, Clint, uh, because they are going to serve us a lot of folks. Uh, and they've got a good pulse of, you know, good idea of what the pulse of that community is. Um, you know, wh- when I think along this, uh, th- this, this line of moving into a new community, getting to know new people and who are those important people, uh, to, to know uh, there, there's this proverb that comes to my mind. I've used it in discipleship courses that I've taught uh, and all. And, and, and here it is. It goes something like this. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So this morning, we want to talk about the, the value of going together, the why and the how of partnerships or the value of partnerships. And as Clint mentioned last week, uh, we, we want this podcast to be biblical, to be based on scripture. So let, let me begin with uh, reading this from Philippians chapter one, uh, where, where, where Paul is giving thanks for the church there. And he says, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, I'm sure of this, that who, he who started a good work in you, and I believe that also includes the partnership, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It's right for me to think this way about all of you because I have you in my heart and you are all partners with me in grace both in my imprisonment and in the defense and establishment of the gospel. Now, evidently, partnerships were valuable to Paul. Clint, why do you think partnerships should be valuable and important to us? Well, I think we do more together than we can ever do alone. Yeah, exactly. And and the need is so great uh, that, you know, we can, it's kind of your, if you're going alone, you can do some good things, but it's Mm -hmm. a little drop Mm -hmm. in the bucket. Uh, that I think what Paul is emphasizing there in, in Philippians is is multiplication and the fact that we, again, do more together than we could ever do alone, and together we can change the world. Yeah, and, and th- this mission, like you said, that we have, when, when we look at the, the Great Commission, uh, we, we look at uh, making disciples, uh, we, we look at impacting our community, 
our state, our nation, the world, uh, and you know all of those people groups that that are represented there, uh, the 4.6 billion people uh, in in the world that do not know Jesus, you know that are considered unreached. Uh, that mission is just that that's incredible. That's that that's a big big mission, and there's no way that one church can accomplish that. Just like you said, yeah, yeah, we can we can make some strides in that area. Uh, I, I mean, we could we could have some impact even in our community, uh, but without partnerships, that that impact is never going to be as great alone as it would be together. Uh, so the the value of partnerships uh, as as we think through the times that 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 we've served as a local church pastor. Uh, and for that guy out there who, who's thinking about partnerships and asking the question of, about partnerships, um, what, what, uh, what wisdom, what, uh, what information, what experience can we share with them about why these, uh, why these partnerships and developing partnerships are valuable to him as a pastor, uh, but also to the local church? Again, we do. We can do more together. We do more together, uh, and so there is a greater kingdom impact when we come together. And it can be churches partnering. It can be a church partnering with an organization on the local level, uh, because there you're able to more effectively meet the needs of the community, and, and it really increases the platform for the gospel. You know, for instance, food insecurity is huge in the state of Arkansas. And, you know, you find an organization that maybe has a food pantry or you partner with the school, uh, you know, to send home bags on the weekend uh, that you're meeting a physical need. But that partnership, because you're involved with it, what separates the church from any other organization is the gospel. And so mm -hmm. there you are using your platform for the gospel. You're meeting the physical need, but now you're also able to meet that spiritual need and you're, you know, getting a. A, uh, a foot in the door, so to speak, in, in certain parts of your community that you may not be able to without that partnership. Yeah. Uh, let, let me give you an example uh, of that just came to mind. Um, when when uh, I was serving in Stuttgart, uh, we had just returned from a mission trip to Boston uh, where we had a partnership there with the church planter in Boston. And uh, one of the participants from the church who went on that trip, uh, God just really broke her heart. Uh, uh, about um, people that she was meeting uh, while we were there. Uh, and, and one of those uh, activities, missional outreaches of the, uh, the church plant, the new church in Boston, what, was there were a lot of homeless folks that would gather in a park. Uh, and so two nights a week, this church would also gather in that park. They would serve a meal. And they would share the gospel, but more than that, they would get to know the people, you know, to, to, the, to the point that if someone was missing, they would go to somebody else and they'd call that name and say, hey, I, I noticed that this person is not here, you know, do you know what's going on? Gave them another opportunity to minister. But anyway, she comes back from that mission trip and she has a conversation with me uh, to, to say, Dr. Sam, um, I, I'm really burdened. Um, you know, may not be a whole lot of homeless population in our community, but, but we have a large number of kids in our community 
who are facing food insecurity. Uh, and she had already talked with the local school, there we go, you know, with some teachers there uh, about how many of the students were, were, were on free or reduced lunch, you know, that, that sort of thing. And, and so uh, she began that conversation with the local school. There's that partnership, the value of that, here it is. Because of that, we began a, a, a ministry, an outreach we called Community Table. Uh, now, knowing that, uh, you know, most of those children who we wanted to service, that we wanted to meet that need, those families, they weren't connected with our church at all for, for one reason or another. Uh, but, but here's the thing. So we also began to partner with another church in the community. It was an African-American church. Uh, who saw the same need uh, and maybe even felt that need more greatly than we did um, at, at, at the time because they had a lot of members uh, who were also struggling with food insecurity. Uh, and so we began this ministry out of a partnership that we had, you know, in Boston. Now we're partnering with a local African-American congregation that's of a different denomination, but we serve the same Jesus. We believe the same way of how people are saved, and we have the same goal of meeting a need and sharing Jesus as we meet that need. What, what an incredible uh, opportunity it gave us as two churches to, to broaden our platform, to, to speak uh, about this particular need, and to try to meet that need together. Uh, so as a result, both of our churches were strengthened. Um, and, and another thing, here, here's another thing I think about the value of partnerships. And, and th this came to me during, during COVID, Clint. Um, if you remember back, and, and guys, if you remember back during COVID, uh, and there was all this talk uh, about, you know, churches having to close down and, and stop meeting, uh, but then there were these other organizations in town uh, that were considered to be essential. Uh, you remember the, the conversation? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where this is going. Uh, and on social media, there was a whole lot uh, of banter back and forth about how dare they, you know, think that a church is not essential. Uh, and I remember thinking because... I listened to, I think it was another podcast, and I think it was Carrie uh, Newhoff, who, who basically said, hey, guys, we need to think through this. If the community doesn't think the church is essential, maybe it's because the church is not essential. That's right. Maybe it's because the church is not um, using its position and reflecting the gospel you know, in the community to a point where the community believes that the church is essential. That's right. And it's it's the gospel aspect, and it's also the meeting the need aspect. And it's a, it's a both and. It's not an either or. And I think that's where oftentimes uh, it's easy for us to, and, and, of course, not to ever minimize the gospel. It's the power of God and the salvation. Yeah. Uh, but we can just focus on the gospel but we need to, you know, we have to earn the right to be heard. And that's where meeting needs, partnering locally does that. 
You mentioned the partnership in Boston. As we look at different levels of partnership, different kinds of partnership, I think that's also a two-way street that you're benefiting from that uh, as your people are serving in various places. They're, you know, the Lord's working in their life. They're able to bring those things back home. Uh, so it isn't just a partnership where you're constantly giving, but you're benefiting, you're receiving, maybe not in, in, in goods, but you're receiving experiences and, you know, you're receiving ultimately an advanced, you know, kingdom perspective. Yeah. So, so I think as we, as we think through this uh, and, and that whole idea of the church being essential in the community, you know, a, a question that we need to ask, uh, and maybe this comes up with another podcast, I don't know, but, 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 but here it is. Uh, if, if, if your church all of a sudden is no longer in the community, would the church, would the community miss your church? You know, would they even know? Uh, and, and so I think one of those challenges, uh, that come to us as we think of, of partnerships, uh, within our community, especially is, is, is my church essential for this community? You know, so, Hey, uh, with, with, with that, uh, one other thing I, I want to do, there's another scripture just came to me. Um, it's in Ephesians chapter two, uh, beginning with verse 14 through 16, uh, that kind of ties in with what what we're talking about. It it says, For he, God, Jesus is our peace, who made both groups one, tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh he made of no effect the law, consisting of commands and expressed in regulations, uh, so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. He did this, so that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross and put the hostility uh, and put t- the hostility to death by it. Uh, he, he, here's the thought I had as well as we're thinking about this this essential nature of the church a- and addressing challenges and needs um, with, with, within the community. Um, those healthy partnerships, they, they bring glory to God for this reason because they show to the community a picture and the power of the gospel that we talk about, the gospel that we proclaim. If, if two churches, totally different, African-American, Anglo, can work together, what a beautiful picture of the gospel that presents you know, to, to the community. That speaks volumes. Yes, it does. And I think a lot of the division that exists in our communities and in our world as a whole is because people haven't seen that. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so let, let's kind of switch gears just a second here. Um, let, let's go in a different direction. Um, what, one of the uh, things that we notice, um, that there, there are churches and there are pastors uh, that struggle with partnerships for one reason or another. Why, why do you think that struggle exists, Clint? Why, why is it difficult for some churches to partner, pastors to partner with other pastors? I think we have to start with a disclaimer as we think about local partnerships. Uh, you know, we're not saying go partner with everybody because there are right, some right. organizations, even some churches, uh, that you may not be able to partner with because healthy partnerships are centered on the gospel. 
Again, exactly. that's what separates us from other organizations, even good organizations. And so I think that has to be, again, the center, as we talked about last week with the why of missions, the center of that is is God. Mm-hmm. And it's his telling his story. So some communities may have organizations that you can't partner with. And I think it, it's fine for that. I think if we really boil down the struggle with partnerships can or, you know, why is it difficult for some pastors, especially? Why is it different for me early on? Uh, comes down to uh, control, mm. to pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a, a confessing control addict, uh, you, know, I, <laughs> I, you know, 20 years ago, I wouldn't be the guy to talk about this. I, even go back in, in school, I hated working in groups. Uh, I was the type A personality, wanted all A's. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I wouldn't get people like that in my group. So, therefore, I felt like if it was going to be done, I had to do the work. And so I got to the point, I just begged teachers, you know, please let me do it by myself. Don't make me work with somebody else. Then I got to college and had to take science labs. And if it weren't for a science lab partner, I'd still be at Wiggum's trying to get out of school <laughs> today. Uh, and so I learned the value of partnership, of supplementing someone's weaknesses and them supplementing mine, uh, where those weaknesses become strengths because of the collective work, the partnership that we have. So I think we have to remember it's not about us. It's about, it's about God. He's the one that's in control. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about some partnerships that are available uh, to pastors that, 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 that are listening, okay? Uh, I think, I think there's, there's beauty in being connected with the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Absolutely. Um, because there are those partnerships that are there already, you know, um, d- describe a few of those that have been helpful for you as a pastor, Clint. So knowing that I was part of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, uh, I knew I was a part of, of uh, two colleges. I was part of children's home and family ministries, uh, that I was a part of, the, of what God was doing across our state through church planning. Uh, and so and got to plug into those through giving, but also through being involved and in, in giving of time. Uh, of course, I also have had local partnerships on the association level, uh, you know. Of, yeah, let's not forget the importance of uh, a partnering in your local association. That's right. And, and to me, that's one of the, the, the greatest pictures and one of the biggest needs. We talk about local partnerships. It's two churches in the same area coming together, working together. Uh, you know that obviously we're on the same team, as we've already mentioned, uh, but these are folks that know their community well, that live there together, and just happen to go to two different churches. Yeah. Uh, so I, again, I think that's a beautiful picture, and we've seen that with you know whether it's a, a larger church helping a smaller church, or even two smaller churches coming together, or even two larger churches. Mm-hmm. The churches mm-hmm. simply just coming mm-hmm. together with a focused goal of working together to share the gospel. Yeah, we're better together. Uh, we just keep repeating that we are better together. Yes, we we can individually. Uh, make some impact, but that the impact we make for the gospel it is always multiplied as we gain partners, as we do this ministry together. Now, so he, he, here's a question, and, and maybe we can kind of wrap it up uh, with, with this question. How, how do we go about choosing partnerships? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's a question that, uh, that some folks are thinking. Yeah, yeah, I you know, I, I, I see the possibilities there in the association. 
uh, with other churches in my community, with organizations that are there? How, how do I go about choosing uh, partnerships? I think you, you look at an Acts 1-8 model or Acts 1-8 strategy, and you're considering a partnership that's local, a partnership that's in your state, a partnership that's in your nation, a partnership that's to the ends of the earth. Um, and so there's a lot of, of different ways. Again, we talked really focused on the local partnerships here. Uh, of course, we have partnerships uh, in our state uh, for, in church planning as well as established churches. Uh, in certain areas, such as the Delta, uh, that are, are smaller, struggling churches, that we have seen churches in other parts of the state come alongside mm -hmm. them, assist them in doing something like a VBS or even just a one-day block party. Uh, and so I, I think you, you look at that aspect, you look at North America, again, where we see uh, a lot of church planning, the emphasis through North American Mission Board, uh, and then, of course, our international uh partnerships through IMB and through other agencies. All we're focused on IMB here. Uh, so there's a way to do that. Uh, our Missions Connection event, we do a couple of those a year. Uh, that's coming up next week at Econ, uh, yeah. where we will have missionaries there that you can uh, spend time with, just getting to know them here in their heart. We'll have folks that fit into each one of those categories uh, that, that would love to share with you uh, about their ministry and how you can fit in, how you can partner with them. Yeah, and uh, the majority of those uh, missionaries that we'll have at this econ uh, coming up next week uh, are, are going to be church planters here in Arkansas, uh, and and they're throughout the state. So if if you're thinking, hey, I'd like to get a partnership with a, a an Arkansas church planter, come to econ and look for those guys that are going to be wearing a, a name badge that says church planter on it. Uh, they're going to come up to you. They're going to talk to you. They're going to ask you to, to pray for them uh, and begin that conversation. Get to know them. Uh, that, that's, that's a great thing. So as we, as we wrap this up, uh, some takeaways, some, some ideas, some thoughts, uh, I, I, I would say that this is big for me. Uh, partnerships are essential. Uh, we want our community to be saturated with the gospel. We want to have part of, be part of the impact uh, that the gospel can have in our state, in our nation, around the world. That is better done through partnerships. What, what else would you add to that, Clint? I'll just encourage you to, you know, if you're at the beginning stages of partnerships, really exploring that, to look for an easy win. Uh, to look for something local that you can partner with. Maybe it's a pregnancy care center or a food bank or a local school, some of those things we've talked about already. Uh, but to get some traction in your church by serving something that is it's an easy win again, it's something that your people will see, and they'll see the value of partnerships, and then you can expand upon that into other areas. Okay, awesome, awesome. What's coming up next? So our next episode, dropping on January 31st, we want to give you a very practical example of what we talked about today. and want to share with you a story of a church planner and an established Arkansas Baptist Church partnering together and just share with you the value of that partnership. So we look forward to seeing you next week and appreciate you joining us today here on Missionize. Thanks for joining the Missions Guys today. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. And to keep up with what is happening in Arkansas missions, visit absc.org slash missions.